Friday morning, the tables arrived from Rhinebeck Rentals. Six long wooden picnic tables with benches, plus two extra fold-out tables for the bar and food. Last year, we had just five tables for eating, and they were smaller. But the crowd this year has doubled to 40, maybe 50, if you believe the RSVPs. Brian originally wanted one long, endless table for guests. But the garden is in full bloom, and with scattered trees, we had a futz with several layouts before settling on three pairs of twos that would feel comfortable with space and a community feel. We pulled the Adirondack chairs around for more casual seating and picked up another folding table at Target in Kingston. The bar is in front of the goat shed, dead center of the garden and where Brian will do his toast. We spent the day power washing the deck furniture, cleaning serving trays, replacing batteries and lanterns, clipping shrubs and pulling weeds on walking paths. In a sheer panic, Brian and I had a stupid fight over how many pie cutters we needed to have. I won five. At 11 a.m. today, Sunday, our neighbors from Northwind Farms arrived with a smoker, parked it outside our gate so the turkey and pig could cook all day. They also will grill burgers and hot dogs this time, which we didn't do last year. Guests are bringing appetizers and sides like stuffing, sweet potato souffle, ratatouille, pasta salad, and a few fancy punches. And Marcia took care of the chips and hummus. Mom is bringing her trademark pride, jello mold. The first course served, however, will be Brian's special gazpacho, with cucumbers, peppers, apple cider, and more. If you know my food allergies, you know I can't have that. <laughs> but if you know my husband, you know, of course, he's also making me my own gazpacho with watermelon. Yum. Early afternoon, our friend Liz and I set up the picnic tables. A navy runner down each. Individual settings with wood plates, silverware, and napkins. Flowers. Water. Lantern. I put out two baskets of apples and plums from meat orchards just down the road. They're kindly letting us have folks park there. I made a parking sign taped to a stake. Is this the end of a summer party? Well, in a way. Is it Brian's birthday? Yes, sort of. What it really is, is a recreation of our favorite tradition with a Hudson Valley twist. It's a feast with friends and family in our garden at full bloom, eating very, very local food, to give thanks for being here. It's Brian's gift to himself, the second year running and not the last. You heard me mention in previous episodes how you need to find your thing and make that your annual event. Well, it's Labor Day weekend and this is ours. Forty plus people are on their way to party in our garden. It's our thing. It's Thanksgiving in the summer. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is City It, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. This episode is Thanksgiving in the summer, the second time we've done it. We're not new at this, though. For 11 years, we did a Thanksgiving in France with a group of friends we met through a company we both once worked at. First, it was in a Paris apartment for eight years, a turkey ordered early, since there, turkey is a Christmas tradition for December, not November. Corn was hard to come by. Cranberries had to be smuggled in. Then in later years, we held it in the countryside at a couple's farmhouse over long bottles of wine weekend. When the tradition ended, the couple broke up. We were lost for a year or so, trying to figure out how to get something like it back. But as we spent more time upstate in the farm food haven that is the Hudson Valley, we realized this is the place to do it. At the end of the summer, the beginning of harvest, well, that could be a great time. Plus, it's Brian's birthday, and it's what he wanted most. The only trick has been that our farmer friends are into the idea, but many of them are actually really busy. The orchard, for example. This is pears, peaches, plums, and beginning of apple season. Their busiest time. We're lucky, though. Several came anyway. Plus family, friends, a town board member, and a slew of new and old friends. Brian and I have always been good, obsessive, detail-oriented planners. Up here, we're no different. 
but we do have nature to contend with. The weather, obviously. We were going to rent a tent, we were going to rent a tent, and then we decided not to rent a tent. Two years running, this has worked out for us. We had a decent day with overcast skies and some bouts of sun. Nature, though, though, is more than weather. It's the environment you're in, the context. When people arrived, they saw the giant smoker from Northwind Farms, with Russell and Mikey in lounge chairs, grilling an 80-pound pig, a turkey, and a chicken. The orange cones I put out sought to protect them from being run over in our narrow lane. We don't have much of a driveway, so there was a sign to park about 500 feet around the curve at the orchard, where Joe the farmer mowed us 10 spots for another sign and more orange cones. The table for size was right through the gate, and I encouraged people to label what they brought with a black marker and hold it down with a pebble. As you walked in, you'd see the basket of apples and basket of plums from meat orchards. Next to it was the amenity basket of bug spray, wet and dries, and flashlights for later, if you needed to find your car. A new friend, Jennifer, noted that I could have had lip loss, which was an oversight, and I assure all of you that will be corrected for next year. The bug spray, of course, is the most important. There are bugs, sometimes just flies, sometimes mosquitoes. We're on a creek. Especially in late August, we can get both. We also have a zillion citronella candles all over, but I never know if they actually do anything. The truth is, bugs are normal. Nothing will happen to your food and to the country, so even a little bitten up the next day, we all have to deal with it. The picnic tables looked amazing. In the center of each setting was a small bowl for Brian's gazpacho and a wine cup sat in to hold it down in the wind. Originally, I wanted to use clean pebbles, like the signs, but Liz said no. On each table was a floral arrangement from Kathleen, a jug of spring, Poland Spring, and a lantern for later. It does get dark early. The bar was at the center, at the door to the goat shed. There was a cooler for wine, a cooler for beer, and local ciders, plus special punches. Our family friend Lisa brought two that are her specialty. Blueberry vodka lemonade and orange bliss, a concoction of coconut and rum. Victor went all out with his Paloma's Punch, tequila, grapefruit juice, lime juice, seltzer with sliced mangoes, and grapefruit pieces, served with a rim of jalapeno salt. Funny note is, we didn't do Coke or Pepsi. We had ginger ale, iced tea, fresca, seltzer, and sparkling water for kids and people who weren't drinking alcohol. But somehow it felt lighter and healthier to skip the colas that we don't drink anyway, and we certainly didn't want to get stuck with afterwards. At five sharp, because we are sharp, we called everyone to sit down for Brian's welcome toast. So, um, many years ago, when Matt and I first started dating, we went to a famous restaurant um, every Friday night and sat at the bar, which is not unlike our lives up here. It's a restaurant named Eleven Madison Park. It's still there today. Uh, a couple days ago, I emailed the executive chef and I asked him a question. I asked him what Thanksgiving means to him. And I got this quote back. What I love about Thanksgiving is that it's purely about getting together with friends and family and enjoying the food. It's really for everybody and it doesn't matter where you're from. I couldn't agree more. But one thing that Matt and I've discovered over the last couple of years is that Thanksgiving isn't actually just meant for November. It's actually meant for all seasons. And it doesn't matter when you make it, even if it's the last weekend of summer and we're all sitting in a garden and the harvest has just begun and the food has uh, just been put on our plates. And that's actually because Thanksgiving doesn't just about the recipes and it's not just about the ingredients. It's about one single thing and that's the idea of inclusion. And the idea that no matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is, what your interests are, 
what you care about, who you love, you have a seat at the table. And the importance of having a seat at the table is something that we lose sight of way too often in our culture and in our, in our, in our time here. So what I want to do is I want to ask you to join me in raising a glass to our second summer. And please tell me everyone has a glass. Yes, exactly. This is our second summer doing a Thanksgiving in our house. This is actually our 17th time doing a Thanksgiving out of sequence. <laughs> and it is a great birthday gift to me that you could all be here to celebrate this one with us and that uh, I get to share it with you and we get to break bread together. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thanksgiving was amazing. A diverse group of people we know, like, love, and just met. Much of our family came and mixed with folks we know up here. Nora and Alan, the Germantown baker, brought gluten-free cornbread and dinner rolls. Angela brought that killer sweet potato souffle. Art and Julia made a ratatouille. Jamie and Tom a pasta salad. Andrea brought stuffing and a corn salad. Meg brought a chickpea salad with feta she had never made before and was delicious. Trish and Foster brought maple syrup from their own trees. People mingled at table. Some of the kids ran off to play in the hammock. Liz was sporting her city at cap. My brother and I both wore our t-shirts. We also met Kem from the Chamber of Commerce who helped us out for the entire party. Thank you. The only disaster, of course, was plumbing. Stephanie pulling me aside to whisper a problem in the master bathroom, which fortunately she and Victor ended up solving. It's one thing that brings you back to reality in country life. As you know from previous episodes, I hate, hate, hate septic systems. They're so fragile. Our road barely has cables, so we're obviously decades away from a real sewer system. But I'm not here to complain, but to give thanks to the farm and land that brings us such joy. To you loyal listeners who live here, will live here, and live vicariously through this podcast. I have a fridge full of leftovers and Tupperware, which I used one of my three label makers to tag. We spent the last two days cleaning up and filing away the table runners' cups and supplies for the event we know is next year. We already have people wanting to come, and we already have bigger plans to surprise. This wasn't just Brian's birthday. This is our off-season but on-brand Thanksgiving. This is our thing. A postscript for you, dear listeners. This Thanksgiving is particularly poignant and a milestone for us. We have to come out to you. We've told our family and some of our friends. I told the payroll department at work. Brian and I have, listen close, given up our apartment lease in Manhattan. We've had a rental at Hudson Yards for the last three years. The truth is, we were barely there two to three days a week, and it was ridiculous. We always planned on giving it up, and we just thought it was another two or three years off. A gradual plan, but no. We're not going to be most-timers anymore. Starting in October, we are officially full-time. That's right, full-time. Be sure to tune in to hear more about this. City It is hosted and produced by Matt Zucker and the Hudson Valley on Anchor, owned by Spotify. All turkey and kosher pig leftovers are claimed by Nora Efron. Our website, cityit.com, is hosted by Radio Public, where you can find links to content, including shopping for t-shirts and trucker caps. Fall is a good time to uniform up. You may have seen photos of gear worn by Sinjin, musician Matt Stam, my brother John, my sister-in-law Andrea, our friend Liz, several work friends, and our highly paid supermodel and superfan, my mom Leslie. And if you'd rather run around naked as one can on a farm, at least rate us in the Apple Podcast Store and craft a pithy review. It's how people find us. Thanks for listening. Come visit. <laughs>